Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. A portion of God's word for our encouragement and our learning today is taken from our epistle reading, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. Absolutely amazing people. I believe you are absolutely amazing people. And the more knowledgeable and smart you are, the more uh, amazing and astounding you are to me. No, I'm not trying to buddy you up to get you to help with our Easter cleanup or Easter for kids. Although if you're so inclined, there's some sign-up sheets that you could sign up for that. And it's not because of your intellectual brilliance or your educational training that I'm amazed and astounded. But I'm amazed and astounded that you are here this morning listening to someone like me talk about Jesus. I mean, evidence, right? And exhibits and examples that our God wins over worldly wisdom. What, or maybe who, do you look for for answers to the hard questions, the difficult questions in life? Those big questions. Hopefully to someone wise. And if you're not real old, uh, you might go to mom or dad, right? And try to get advice from them. I mean, they love you, or at least like you, <laughs> hopefully. You know, they care about you and they want what's best for you in life, right? And you know that. Or maybe again, if you're not you know, real old in life, you might still have grandma or grandpa living. And they, they love you too, but they're a little separated so that they can possibly be a little more objective, right? And give you a great answer. And if you are so blessed by God to have a lifelong good friend, you go to them, knowing that they'll, they'll tell it to you straight, even if it hurts sometimes. So what are the results of going to these type of people and asking help for the, you know, the, the big, the um, hard questions in life? More good than bad? More helpful than not? Not perfectly helpful. I mean, they don't know everything that's going to happen in the future. Okay, what are, or maybe who do you look for for health concerns, tax problems, and the like? Well, to those who are wise, intelligent, and well-trained. You know, like doctors and, and lawyers and tax accountants. Yes, mom and grandma, you know, if you have an ache or pain, can give you some good advice of what to do. But there comes a time when you need to go to an expert. Go to the doctor. And, yes, we need the IRS, right, so they can collect money to run our country. Why do they have to collect so much from you and me? And... 
who can understand all those tax forms and those rules and regulations? I, I don't. So I'm, I'm clergy, so I go to, to clergy tax and pay them to represent me if I get audited. The results? Now, might a, a tax CPA make a mistake? Well, sure, but not near as many as I would make. And never forget that it's called a medical practice. You know, it's not exact science. But thank God for doctors, you know, nurses, and medical procedures and medicine to help us. They most times are great blessings, aren't they? But again, remember, they're not God. What are, who do you maybe go to look for the answers to vital spiritual questions. Not just for this life, but for the next. To those who are wise, like mom and dad, grandpa, grandpa, good friend. To those who are wise, intelligent, and educated. The doctors, the lawyers, the tax accountants. That heal us and save us money. The Apostle Paul writing to the believers in Corinth, and to us it was preserved. He quotes Isaiah 29 and then applies it to the situation. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise. The intelligence of the intelligent I will frustrate. Where is the wise person? Where is the teacher of the law? Where is the philosopher of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? And the obvious answer that he's looking for is, yes. Yes. God has made foolish the wisdom of the world in vital spiritual questions. At the time of Isaiah time of Jesus, at the time of the Apostle Paul, and at our time. Jews demand signs, and Greeks look for wisdom. When Jesus talked about God's plan of salvation running through him, the unbelieving Jewish leaders demanded proof that he was telling the truth. I mean, it isn't hard to get into their minds and follow their, their thought process. You know, you go, you know, I, I mean, Moses did signs and wonders. Elijah did signs and wonders. You, Jesus, do signs and wonders to prove what you say is true. Sadly, those Jewish leaders that observed that, that God enabled Moses and Elijah to do these signs and wonders, soon didn't listen to what they said either. Did Jesus do any signs and wonders? He did tons of them. Surely these Jewish leaders either saw them or heard about them enough times. But the more signs and wonders that he did only made the Jewish leaders hate him all the more, and hasten the urgency to kill him. 
One even said, if we let him going on doing these signs and wonders, everyone's going to believe in him. Of course, except those Jewish leaders. <clears throat> Do you ever shake your head at them Jewish leaders? Do you ever shake your head at yourself? What does it take you to believe what the Bible says? What does it take to answer your vital spiritual questions? Pastor Bork or, or Pastor Cronenbush, you know, do some miracle, carry out some amazing healing, then you'll really believe what we say about your sins and about your need for a Savior and how that plan was completed in Jesus Christ. Or maybe you're more like the Corinthians, right? Who are either highly intelligent or idolized those who were. Right? Who would listen to these intelligent, brilliant people and whatever they said about philosophy or religion would buy into it. Who do you listen to? Whose words do you buy into? What does it take to convince you a whole list of facts? Smooth and, and elegant speech? A charismatic leader? What convinces you? The Greeks wanted wisdom. The Jewish people, or at least the leaders, wanted signs and wonders. What do you need? Thankfully, our God wins over worldly wisdom. What does God convince us of? Hopefully convince you of? First, there is power in foolishness. Not, not ours but God's so-called foolishness. The Apostle Paul writes to, in, in some verses right previous to the ones that we are using as basis for our message, about an example of mankind's foolishness. See if you can relate. I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, he's talking about fellow Christians, fellow Christians who believe in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ that all of you agree with one another in what you say, and that there are no divisions among you, but that you, are, that you be perfectly united in mind and thought. My brothers and sisters, some from Chloe's household have informed me that there are quarrels among you. Corinthian believers foolishly could not even get along with one another. They were divided again and again to the point where they were sinfully quarreling. Sound familiar? Ever leave a church meeting angry? Ever had a church leader or a pastor stomp on your ideas and your feelings? 
ever thought about going to a, another church? Because of the seemingly lack of Christian love and forgiveness? See, there is obviously is no God-pleasing power in our sinful foolishness. Oh, but thankfully, there is tremendous power in God's so-called foolishness. Just listen once again and be amazed. Paul writes, For the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom, and the weakness of God is stronger than human strength. God was pleased through the foolishness of what was preached to save those who believe. And what does a God-pleasing person preach? We preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. God from eternity, in his tremendous witness, chose a plan he knew would be absolutely foolishness to sinful mankind. Again, it's not hard to imagine what the Jewish leaders would be thinking about this plan of salvation. And okay, Jesus, what you're trying to say to us is you are the same as the Almighty God in heaven. And that you chose to take on human flesh, but you're still the Almighty God. And because you're this God-man that you are, you have lived a perfect life. You've never done anything wrong in your whole life. You, you never disobeyed your parents. You say you, you've even kept every command the Old Testament gives? Is that what you're saying, Jesus? That's what you expect us to believe about you? And because you're this God-man, every word you say is absolutely true. Yeah, right. Abe probably came to the conclusion, this, this, this guy, you know, he's either a liar, demon, or demon-possessed, you know, or a little bit or a lot off. So thought the Jewish leaders, I would imagine. I mean, maybe that's not where you are. Maybe, maybe, you know, you're a little bit more like the Greeks, right? Where they most often came to the conclusion that if it doesn't, isn't reasonably sensible to me, human, isn't logical to me, not reasonable, not sensible, not true. You ever think like that? Maybe you don't remember. Maybe you don't remember that at one time, all of us were born in one or both of those camps. Right? We were born, born totally sinful. Perhaps you were blessed by being born into a Christian family that followed God's word so that when you were just a baby, you were taken to church or maybe you did it someplace else, you applied water in the name of the triune God. 
And your parents believed, and they were right in believing that faith was created in your heart. Because that's what Jesus said. Or maybe God's plan was to call you to faith later in life. And you had the opportunity to grow up and maybe even one of those people who laughed at Christians and just thought about Jesus and all the things that they would say Jesus did for them. But then, the power of God working through the gospel and the Holy Spirit changed all that. You are hit with that amazing, life-changing gospel, including Christ crucified to pay for every one of your sins. Power of the Holy Spirit then came over you and you were saved through the foolishness of the message of the cross. Absolutely amazing people. You've met some in your life. What do you think of when you think of somebody that's absolutely amazing? One of those people in my life was a professor that we had at the seminary. His name was Professor Sigbert Becker. Absolutely brilliant man. He was later on in, in his years when I was there. An intellect and reason and logic that was amazing. We would sit in class like little kids, you know, sitting in, you know, at the feet of grandma or grandpa and, and, and just absorb the things that he was saying. And everything that he told us had a purpose and a reason. It wasn't to build him up at all. But one of the, the characteristics of, of this amazing, astounding man was tremendous memory. He had the entire King James Bible memorized. And if he gave it to you and you looked up, opened it to some page and, and read a phrase, he would tell you chapter and verse and location on the page of his Bible. He also knew the New Testament in, in, in Greek. And he could quote the New Testament in Greek. And you just give him a... a uh, a book, a chapter, and a verse, and he'd quote it out. And, and he did that, and we saw him. He was like, oh, wow, absolutely amazing, man. And one of the things that he mentioned, uh, put together with this, is that for him, one of the stronger evidences of support in God's plan of salvation as written in the Bible, it is absolutely foolishness is not logical not reasonable doesn't make any sense at all to him i mean if there is a god a mighty god why would a mighty god come down himself and take on the sins of sinful people that's not that doesn't happen that's not reasonable that's not sensible and the holy spirit obviously convinced him to believe that though professor becker an absolutely amazing person and so are you each and every one of you are an absolutely amazing person. Because of the power of the Holy Spirit, you believe in Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior. And what he has done has changed your life now and will change it for all eternity. Your sins are forgiven. You have a place in heaven waiting for you. Absolutely amazing. All because... Our God wins over worldly wisdom. Amen.